Hello, you amazing people out there, and welcome to the Amazing Action Comics Podcast, where we are all about independent comics. I'm your host, Angel, with this week's Indie Spotlight. Uh, this is for the week of April 28th, 2021. So yeah, let's dive right into it. We got two books for you this week, um, both based around magic. So the first book we have up is called Summoner's War Legacy. Uh, it's from Image Comics, from the Skybound imprint, which is the Robert Kirkman-owned imprint, uh, under the Image banner. Uh, the writer is Justin Jordan, uh, art by Luca Claretti, uh, colorist is Giovanna Nero, and letters by Darren Bennett. Um, right off the bat, I mean, the cover is fantastic. That's one of the reasons why I picked it up. It's just really beautiful art um, for this particular book. Uh, and, and the interior is just great art as well and color um the only thing that i will say about the art even though it's great it just reminds me of uh sort of like a, a young readers um type of art if that makes any sense to you guys so you pick up like any kind of young reader graphic novels and stuff like that the art is, is geared more towards like that tween market and it kind of feels almost like uh and sometimes it feels like uh they should be drawn on like uh animation cells um, which by no means is, is a diss at all. It's actually, I mean, it's really great, but it has sort of like that, that younger feel, um, to it. Um, so it, it's one of, so I'm only mentioning it because it's one of the things that I don't gravitate to. I can appreciate it, but normally I, I don't, I don't gravitate towards art that way, especially, uh, when I'm reading like either graphic novels or, or floppies, um, for myself. But not taken away from the art at all. Um, most of the panels are quite dynamic, uh, drawn really, really well. Um, it's just in that particular style um, that I don't gravitate towards. To, uh, but basically, the story is: is you have uh, a girl who wants to be a summoner, some type of magician who can uh, summon elements, um, and uh, she's uh, in the beginning uh, trying. I guess she's uh, obtained a scroll. Um, and, and a particular area where you have to, to summon uh, certain elementals. And she ends up conjuring a fire elemental to help her with some uh, monster problems that are, um, I guess, destroying the fields. Um, and she ends up doing more damage. And then another summoner, a more advanced summoner, comes into play. Um, and instead of her being in trouble, gets recruited because there's a war that has been happening or is coming. So he's actually going to end up training her to become a summoner um, for the war that's coming. Um, and that's your basic gist of it. You do um, start there, and then about six months later, they end up uh, in another area. So she's a little bit more advanced um, and controlled with her summoning. But we can see the type of war that's being waged between uh, two houses. Um, and they're kind of like caught in the middle of it. Um, and at the very end, it's left with a big elemental that's been summoned and they have to, or a titan, I should say. Um, and they have to, uh, I guess, face it in the next issue. So, uh, like I said, the, the art is really good. Uh, the story was, was kind of intriguing. Um, it's probably nothing that I've not read so uh, before in the past. Um, I might give it one more issue, actually, just to see how they handle uh, this titan and who's behind uh, this hot mess that's that's going on with the wars, um, but if if you like that type of magic and summoning and um, that type of art, definitely pick it up. It it will definitely be worth uh, your while uh, on that one. 
um, and it's paced really well. I mean, I, I say it a thousand times, uh, you know, creating a number one issue and trying to create a world that someone's going to dive into and actually feel like they know what's going on. It's really, it's a lot harder to, to do than most people think. Um, but I wasn't lost at all in the book, um, understanding, you know, what the concept was and who the characters are and their motives um, are really clear. So, yeah, good on to the team for that one. Um, Summoners War Legacy uh, from Image Comics. Check them out. All right, moving on. Book number two. All right, Helm Greycastle. Uh, this is another one from Image Comics, but it's under the Top Cow imprint, which I believe is Mark Silvestri's imprint. Um, all right, so we'll talk about art. Same thing here. I mean, this is it's a really well-drawn book. The cover's excellent. Um, as far as the creative team, we have the stories by Henry um, Barajas. The colorist, the coloring is by Brian Valenza. Uh, pencils by Raham Handoko. Uh, letters by Gabriella Downey. Um, yeah, really good uh, team on the book. Um, as far as the art and the colors, this matches. There's a definite D&D feel to it because you have, uh, I believe there's five characters. Um, you have your dwarf, you have your main human god, you've got an elven bard, you've got a female warrior, um, and then later on, I believe a uh, a female magician or a mage joins them, um, and then you have a big orc um, that pops in later on as well that's part of the team. Um, but yeah, it definitely has that D&D feel, and I know I've mentioned this in the past, that, you know, I played a ton of D&D when I was younger, um, I, I don't gravitate towards reading any of of that stuff because I, I don't know why it doesn't it, it I don't mesh well with it um, but yeah beautiful looking book from beginning to end um, with the character designs and stuff like that you know the cover is fantastic uh, story wise you just have this group of um, that are being introduced uh, with Helm Greycastle at the helm pun intended uh, who's leading the team to, uh, I guess, retrieve this scroll at the very beginning. We find out that the scroll is actually sort of like a healing spell for their other member who had been poisoned, um, and they bring it back to him. Um, I guess there's some kind of beef between the orc and uh, the leader of the team, um, but they find out that um, someone else is, is, has been kidnapped or missing um, by, I want to say Mayan or Aztecs, um, something called like the dragon it's like a child so they have to go and rescue it um so for me there was a lot of in this particular book like i said number ones are really hard to build um so you have this mayan group of people um and they have their names um and there's a bunch of names that are being thrown out and oftentimes you don't know who is who um, there was one or two times I had to go back and reread just to make sure that they were referencing the person that I had just read about. So that was the only thing that I, that I found myself just getting kind of lost there. So if I have to go back a couple times to, to reread um, what's going on, um, then there's just a flow in the story that, that, that just it, it's erupted for me. Um, that's the only point. Um, the only thing that I would have mentioned in this particular book as well is because you are dealing with um, that culture. Um, and then you have this other group of uh, people that are coming in that are not part of that culture. Usually there's 
a language discrepancy. So you have some Spanish going on in the dialect, but they perfectly understand one another, which means everyone's speaking English. Because uh, usually when you're um, reading comics, you can see sort of like these uh, greater than and less than sign brackets around um, dialect. And that usually means that they're speaking a foreign tongue. And usually there's an asterisk letting you know what the foreign tongue that's being spoken. Um, but that's not the case here. Even though they do speak some Spanish, um, for the most part, when they're not speaking in Spanish, like itself, like, for instance, welcome home, mi corazón, um, then everything else is in English, but it's not in brackets. So I'm assuming that it's being said in English rather than still in its native Spanish tongue. Um, so yeah, that, that kind of threw me off because you have two people from two different worlds and they're able to understand each other. I mean, there's ways to get around that, obviously, but it, it just, that was something that just kind of like stuck. I just noticed it. Um, it would have been interesting to see if they would have had, you know, uh, dialect in there or the language in there and then figure out how to, to, to work around it. Uh, obviously, you have a maze, so you could have did a translation spell or something like that, but it just wasn't addressed. Um, but yeah, so it, I'm, I'm not sure if I'm going to continue with this one, even though it's a beautiful looking book. I just found myself just a little too, um, at, at points, confused um, with the storyline um, and who was who and what the motives are uh, for the individuals. And it didn't leave itself on a really big cliffhanger. It left itself on a, um, yeah, you guys don't know what you're in for kind of thing. So it, it was it was good, but probably not for me. But if you like sort of like that adventure uh, type of comic with uh, a group of people and sort of like that D&D, uh, genre then yeah give it a go i mean you'll definitely enjoy the art um and who knows you might have a better you know understanding than, than i did um what was really cool is that you had the main story and then at the end you had a uh sort of like a dnd game called sacred armor um and i'm not sure if it, if it can be plugged into dnd or if it was its own thing um i have to admit i didn't do my research on it but it read like what uh, a dm from uh, D&D would need in order to do the campaign so I was reading through most of it and it sounded pretty cool so the fact that it had the story and it had a campaign at the end um, was a bonus um, off of that and at the very end you can see everyone that actually participated in the uh, the Kickstarter for it so I guess this was a Kickstarter before it uh, it launched onto Image and got picked up by Top Cow so yeah Helm Grey Castle by Image Comics from the Top Cow imprint um, yeah, if D&D and, and that type of adventure fantasy stuff is, is your thing, definitely give this a go. You may appreciate it, uh, for sure. Um, now, I did get some feedback in regards to, you know, I've been doing number ones, and I, that's what I'll do every week. Every number one that I can pick up that I'm interested in, I will, and, and review and give my two cents on it. Um, but there was a request for stuff that I'm continuing with. So, this week as well that came out that I'm continuing with that I've already, uh, given my feedback on um, or reviews on is uh, Berserker 2 came out, uh, Shadecraft, Deadly Class, the final issue of Erratic, um, and then Shadow Service. So books that I've, I've spoken about in the past that I've continued with, um, I'm going to put those in a note so you might want to check them out because they're definitely worth reading. So other than the number ones that I've mentioned um, in this podcast this week, uh, those other ones are, are definitely uh, worth checking out as well so yeah that's this week's uh indie spotlight i hope you enjoyed it um as always if you'd like to be a guest on our show 
Uh, Justin and I get together on Sundays um, to do the creative spotlight. Um, you can reach us at amazingactioncomics.com slash podcast. Put in your information, and we'd love to have you on the show to talk about your project, creative process, um, and anything else that comes to mind. Um, we do have some stuff still in the work, so as I've been mentioning, um, we've actually sent out a number of promo packets to hundreds of stores, and we're slowly getting stuff back in, so uh, really soon we're getting ready to announce uh, our launch, which will be happening uh, late in the summer. So look out for that as well. All right, cool. So until next week and until next time, be amazing, stay amazing, and read something.